I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help, uh, the only advice podcast that has ever mattered. Um, thanks for sticking with me uh, through all the incarnations of my podcast, all you longtime listeners. I know a lot of you were sad when uh, the uh, advice from a dipshit went away, but we just hit too many walls with the cursing. So uh, this might help, uh, I think, kind of leavened the load. But at the same time, this might help is also kind of uh, just as shitheaded because we're basically saying, like, this might help. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is this is the show, and here we are. And I've got one of my favorite people joining me, my old pal, my um, – my daughter, as I call her, Irene, too. Irene, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Matt? I'm good. Uh, you're, you're a young lady, so I, I jokingly called you my daughter when you would open for me, um, and it, we kind of just ran with it. It's one of those things, anytime you have an achievement or something, I'm just like, that's my kid. <laughs> it's, it's nice, because I don't really talk to my dad very much, so I'm like, oh, Matt's my dad now. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to happy to be. Are you holding up okay? How's things? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I was in LA and then I ended up coming back to the Bay. So I'm with my, my mom right now. And my How's she doing? She's good. I think she's getting a little bored because she watches an opera every day. Okay. Because um, now you can virtually watch opera. She was like, wow, I would never do that in real life. Let me just watch all of these operas. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I didn't. I never thought that that was an option or cared, but she's like, "This is amazing." Um, yeah, and then she's taking a lot of naps. I don't know. She's like, "I'm old now." Right. You're not that old. Come on. Yeah. Well, it's it's tough because at that age, you're kind of like, uh, I think I've earned the right to have my space, but it's like it's it's kind of necessary that you're there, you know. To... Yeah, I feel like I'm like keeping her company, even though most of the time she's like in her room, but like mm -hmm. just me being around, she's like, oh, this is nice. And then she'll like complain about having to cook for everyone. But like, if we weren't here, she would be miserable. Right. So. Yeah. You have so many jokes about your relationship with your mom that are so funny. Um, and are you like, how are you dealing with the, I, t I just took a walk with my wife to drop off two letters into the mailbox that's three blocks away. <laughs> and uh, it's a big day, just a big day for us. Masks it's kind on. of a big deal, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it just felt invigorating. Uh, but uh, I, I was, I was, she was like, hey, what's, what's wrong, are you okay? And I'm just like, I just miss doing my job. I miss doing stand-up so much. I was like, I feel like a horse with his legs cut off. Like, that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> that I'm just like, like I'm comfortable in this horse bed, but it's like, when am I going to get to run again? You know? It's so funny because I feel like before this happened, we like people would just complain, like, well, like they don't want to go, like, we don't want to go to work. We like live for the weekend. And now every day is the weekend and we hate it. <laughs> like nobody wants this. We're like, please put us back to work. Like I cannot wait for the day where I'm working every day and complaining again, you know? Well that, and even, even if you take the idea of the weekend, we weren't saying, I, Oh, I can't wait for the weekend. You're like, I can't wait to be around people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, just, I just love it. 
I love being around people and talking to, I love listening to long, boring stories in a yeah. bar and being like, what, what? It's loud. You know, like we would never talk about the, the specifics when we were looking forward to the weekend. It was always yeah. just like, I love that I can do anything I want. And you can pretty much do anything you want now. You just have to do it with, with whoever you live but with. But it's, it's not the same. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. It's, it's, it, that, that is the funny thing that so, so many people, especially in California and like Huntington Beach, they're flipping out over not being able to go get their hair done or go to the beach. You know, it's not like someone outside a factory that's like, I can't feed my family. Like that gonna, is happening, but. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest, Matt, this hair mm -hmm. is so bad. Like if I can't cut my hair for three more weeks, I might have to start protesting. You know no, what I mean? I, like. Well, I understand all of it. I understand, like, I want to cut my hair too, like the way this is kind of curving me on the video. Yeah. For those of you like listening at home, this, it, it looks almost like cool world or something. Or like it's, it's a shellac. I feel like your almost. hair looks pretty good. It weirdly does, but it's not, it, if, if you take away all these, gr the graphics that are making it molded, <laughs> then it's just Oh, it's print. the background. It's, it's horrible. the virtual That's background. That's what I mean, the background. Yeah, no, I, I'm dying for a, for a haircut. And one of these days, my wife is definitely going to have to cut it in the driveway. We've talked about it. But is she, it, has she not done it at all yet? None. Oh. None. I trimmed my beard and, and the sides a little bit myself. But Yeah, I did the sides too. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, my, your hair my looks mom great. Did. Your hair my looks mom cut good. it with the safety scissors. Whoa. You know the little kid craft scissors? Literally yeah, my scissors yeah, from yeah. when I was five. She was like using the tiny little scissors on the sides of my hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. No, your hair looks really good. Well, you know. But, you. but I get it. I, I, yeah. It's one of those things where, yeah, we, we have to be safe. But at the same time, I think people are just going to start kind of wandering out and, and in a zombie-like haze and kicking in the door of, of their hair spot and just sitting in the chair and protest. It's where It's like... We have to work out a, some kind of way to do yeah. it on small levels. There's going to be like back alley haircuts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm sure they already happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how is like, how are, how are you dealing with the comedy withdrawal? Um, so for like a month, I didn't do any stand-up or any comedy, whatever. I just mm -hmm. kind of was at home. And then... My friend was like, hey, I started doing these like Zoom comedy shows. Do you think we should do one? I was like, I don't know. Like, it sounds like a terrible idea. Like, that's not why we chose to do stand up is to do comedy in front of our screen to people from afar. Right. Um, but, you know, now we run a Zoom comedy show. You know, like, it's just that's it, where we're well, at. It's, it's in comparison, it's a thousand times less fun but it's also just it is it is a thing it's a different kind of muscle to, yeah. to work and once it's this is over we'll never go back to it again probably but unless I, there's like another pandemic we, no no i'm saying if we have yeah. another one yeah oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah it wouldn't without the pandemic we wouldn't be like yeah do this yeah. People <laughs> everywhere like the, there's there's that there's that nowhere comedy club that you can do like charge people and make it like a real comedy club and mm -hmm. it's great but i'm like i have this hour i'm taping as a special i don't want people to pay and then they have it and then right when that special comes out in like a year who knows when i'll tape it the taping got moved from april to september now uh you know what i'm saying i don't want to just blow that yeah 
I mean, I've, I've just been doing like new jokes, you know, cool. like working out new bits. Cause I feel yeah. like that's the only way that. to do it. Yeah. I'll do that. But like, yeah, yeah otherwise like doing old bits, like it feels wrong because they're not going to laugh the same way they did before. So then I'm just second guessing myself. I'm like, is this joke even good? Like, does it work? I, I don't understand. Yeah. I, I did a character in this one show and it, it went, it was, it was fun. Cause I'm like reading a note to my daughter that won't talk to me anymore. Who's in the other room. So I'm reading it really loud, like for the mm -hmm. comedy show. It's kind of like, I played this guy who was like, I love comedy. I bring my daughter. She's 17, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, you know, she, and it tur turns out he, the, the whole bit is, um, he's angry because she won't do TikToks with him. And he just really, you know, he really wants to do like a, a corny dance video and she's like I don't want to and he's he's like we're wasting gold I'm a really good dancer like That's we so could funny. be helping people and of course he just wants to fucking dance on TikTok you know so that was fun but the time I just did stand up oh it's so weird but at the same time I'm I'm like way past that era in my life where I was just like this is comedy and this isn't it's like Really? I, yeah, I feel like all our stand-up comedy morals, yeah, mm -hmm. out the window. Yeah, it'd be like if if I was sitting here angry at some YouTube star and being like, that's not comedy, while I'm smoking a cigarette. And it's like, <laughs> what? It's just, it's not what I do. That's all it is. Isn't it funny that people look down upon YouTube stars before and now like they're, they're the only people doing well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like there was that uh, interview with Katzenberg who's so angry that Quib Quibi isn't doing well. I was just reading about that. He's so salty. He's so mad. So mad. And and they bring up TikTok to him and he's furious because one of his tenants of his argument is like, look at the star power I have on, on Quibi. And it's like, no one cares about star power. Do you, do you think anyone really gives it? People want to see someone's grandma doing a dance yeah exactly that they've never you know a person they've never seen before if for like 10 seconds they, they, they want Meryl Streep you're yeah. crazy it's like we watch Meryl Streep in the like Oscar winning movie we're not gonna watch her on Quibi <laughs> like what exactly no one, no one's gonna if you were just like okay you can have TikTok for free or pay a fee every month and it's stars doing the same things that the TikTok people do. And it's, of course, that's not the same thing, but yeah, but it's still it. short yeah. content. Yeah. Like when they brought up TikTok to him, he just, he was like, what's that got to do with me? Like so Yeah, angry. he was like, that's comparing apples to like computers or something. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it isn't. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. It's at least apples and oranges. Yeah. At least. Yeah. So look, we're going to do calls in a minute, but before we start, uh, let me just say you're a very, you're not only funny, you're a very mature person. Uh, you're Thank very you. together. Do you get comedians that you work with asking you for advice on things? Because you seem very level-headed and measured. Um, you know, sometimes, but not super often because I also come off as unapproachable. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Sometimes people find me a little intimidating or scary. Sure. Like that aren't my friends. Um, but right. if you know me, it's like not really that. I just like limited interaction. 
I'm an yeah, introvert. You, always, you just struck me as reserved and cool. But I think if Thank I was, you. if I think if I maybe was like your age or younger, I might just, I might be like, oh yeah, okay. She doesn't like me, you know? Yeah. I mean, I also don't like people. Um, don't get me wrong. I also, sure. you know, we all don't like people. Right. <laughs> well, I, I just know, I mean, I've always kind of been like that where I really want people to like me uh -huh. and, and like, but it's like, as I get older, I care less and I right. kind of laugh it off, even if I think they don't. And so when I find out they, they do, if they do, it's less, it's less of a relief and more of a, oh, that's nice, you know? But I think if I was like your age or younger and was around you and you're kind of just being reserved, I'd be like, what, what did I do? Why? You know? But that's on me. That's not on you. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's it's. I never dislike people for like their thing. Really, it's just like I'm like, if we don't vibe immediately, I'm just like, we don't need to like hang out all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's know? fine. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, I don't hate you. I just don't want to be around you twenty four seven. Absolutely, that's that's far less annoying than someone who needs to have a connection with everyone around them. Yeah, that those are the people that irritate me the most, and then oh, they yeah. always take it personally. I'm like, it's is not that you're just like yeah. a lot for me. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't think it's not just change comes from within validation does too. You don't need it from everybody. Yeah. I, I prefer it. If you uh, don't think I'm funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just don't tell me. Yeah. yeah right. right. <laughs> no. So uh, just FYI, I haven't heard any of these calls. Our, our people call in and leave them anonymously and the, our producer Renee just banks them. So I just, I don't know what he's gonna throw at us. So uh, Renee, let's, uh, let's roll the first call. Hi, Matt, it's uh, Cody from Utah. Big fan of all your stuff. So with all this coronavirus stuff and uh, the potential for possibly having an order to stay inside your home no matter what. Um, I'm kind of nervous because my parents said, hey, if there's an order to, like, stay in your home, you can come over here. And I really don't want to do that. I just bought a house, and I have a lot of food in my fridge, and I have some pot. But... I just, I, I don't know what exactly to say to them to convey both that I don't want to do that, but also not hurt their feelings. I, I, I know I'm going to have to probably do this at some point. I just don't know the exact phrase that I should use. If you got any ideas, uh, feel free to give me some. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Cody from Utah. Uh, Irene, I'm going to throw this to you because you're, you're staying with your mom. Because I did this exact thing. Yes. Um, yeah, where I was like, no, I'm not going home. Well, number one, my mom lives with my two grandparents and they're much older. Okay. So at first I was like, I'm not coming home because I might be asymptomatic. Then mm -hmm. I would get them sick and then everyone in my family would die. Um, so I would go with that, number one, to be like, hey, I don't want to get you sick because you're older. I'm assuming it, that's his mom, unless it's a weird back to the future thing. Right. Um, that, uh, but then eventually I was like, I don't like being by myself. So I just caved in and I went to go stay with my mom. Okay. So I would just go with, 
yeah, just being like, I don't want to get you sick. I think I'm coming down with it. Like, I think I've been coming down with it. Uh, even if you're perfectly healthy, just lie. Sure. Just lie. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this guy probably sent this call before the shelter in place happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think this was at the beginning when we were like hopeful and we're like, oh, this is going to be like three weeks. I don't want to go stay with my parents. Totally. Now it's like going to be months. So it's like, you're going to want to see your mom at some point. Yeah. And, and, you know, I would, I mean, I'm sure I'll, you know, with this airs, I might get really beat up online, but like I do like, uh, uh, my wife's sister visits, uh, her parents, uh, with her husband, but they go, they don't leave the house. They go to, from their house to their parents' house. And it's like, they, it's that thing where they, the next stage is operating, they say in bubbles. So only people you see, and they're only people you see, you know, with the exception of going to like to the grocery store. Um, I, I think, let's just say to answer his question and put it as if it's, it's now you could potentially stay with them for like a week and then go back to your house. You know, if, if we're starting from jump, um, I think there's nothing wrong with that, but even like, I think though your idea is perfect in terms of like saying, uh, Oh, I I think I'm getting it. If you say that your mom's going to Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. But, 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 the symptom, the non, the non-symptomatic thing is perfect because you're just like, I just don't feel comfortable. I might be asymptomatic, M- mom. It, you know, because if you go by all the facts of it, you know, there's no symptoms for 14 days. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, you right. know, and all that. So there, there's plenty of reasons that you can fold your actual reason in <laughs> if you really don't want to stay with your parents, but. It's, it's crazy. I've been kind of a little bit fucked up because my mom uh, called me oh, and, and like, I didn't expect to talk about this, but I'm an only child. And my, my mom was saying, you know, I have what do you, whatever you call it, medical authority over them if they mm-hmm. go into a vegetative state. I, my wife told me to stop calling it pull plug authority. <laughs> I've been <laughs> so gross. But they're totally healthy, but they're, they're 74, you know, going to be 75 later this year. And my mom just said, if I get sick and your dad gets sick and we both need ventilators, we want to refuse them because they oh someone our age and just wanted to let you know that, but you can uh, come visit now if someone is close to death. So, I mean, she put it not like that, but like that, just trying oh to lighten God. the mood. And you're I, like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I was, I'm, I'm like in my office looking out at the, my back deck. And I remember talking to my mom in the back deck and my wife coming out and me just like, just sweaty eyed, like, okay. okay. And my, and Kara's thinking I'm getting horrible news of some kind. And she's like, what, what is it? What? And like, everyone's fine. Everyone's happy. And she's like, no, but we're health. Like my parents are tip top. They're so healthy and they don't go. Yeah. But it was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, what else can we pile on top of this, you know? So that wasn't fun. I mean, it's like a good conversation to have, but I never, I never like hearing that kind of stuff too, because then it makes it real. You know, you're like, don't say it out loud, then it won't happen. Oh, totally. But I've signed the papers. I did like that like eight years ago. I had to go to a law firm with my parents and here's the first one and here's the second one. And it, it, what was, <laughs> I actually talked to my friend later who I'd forgotten I knew his mother had passed away, but he'd had to do that. 
And, uh, and it's, but the thing in the family, it's become a running joke because his mom was so intense and, and funny that like when he dies and he sees her again, she's going to kick his ass for letting her die. You know, even, <laughs> even though she was non-resuscitatable, like there's no hope for her at that point, you know, yeah. just be like, but you know, but you let me go. <laughs> so it's like a running gag in their family. Oh, man. So I think, I think our advice to him is just basically say, you know, you, you may be asymptomatic. You don't want to risk their health. Yeah. And the, the more truth than, than, than that truth is that you just want to live on your own, which you're an adult. You're allowed. You can do that. Yeah. Your parents are, they have each other. They're not on their they, own. They don't need you anymore. No. And I, I think a lot of it is, is the, is the, it's just like how my mom never wants to like she, she'll she'll work for charity but she never wants to give items she owns to charity so she'll offer shit to my wife and I that I'm like I don't want that set of dishes I have my own dishes you know just give them to goodwill and she's like well you know like I think it's that like her his his mom probably thinks we should do the right thing he should live with us and it's like you're not you're just taking him away from his freedom his food and his pot yeah. So, so yeah, okay. just zoom, just zoom call your mom. Zoom them. Yeah. Just zoom them once a week. That's what I do. Yeah. All right. Cool. I think we solved that one. Let's uh, let's roll the second one, Renee. Hey Matt. Uh, before this isolating started, uh, my girlfriend and I talked about getting a vibrator, which I ordered online, and it was delivered. But now we can't use it together, obviously. Um, so I'm wondering if it's appropriate for me to use it on myself, uh, before we can use it together, you know, stick it up my butt, uh, let it vibrate the head of my penis until I squirt. I'm just curious what you think is appropriate in the current situation. Thank you so much. Thank you, dude. Uh, you're probably screwing with me. Uh, because of the descriptive part of that, but let's treat it for real. Yeah. I have so many questions. First of all, wait, so they're not together in the same place? Is that what happened? Yeah, I think I, think I missed that. He was like, obviously be... I can't use it now. And I'm like, why? Are you in the same house? And you're like, we're in quarantine. We can't touch each other now, even though we live in the exact same house. You're in the room. We've quarantined each other from in yeah. separate wings of the yeah. house. <laughs> He's always sneezing. Um, no, I think they don't live together, I think is the, is the deal. So, gotcha. uh, uh, I, yeah. I, well, that's the first mistake, because every couple I know has now lived together. You, yeah. No matter how long they've dated, they're, they're living together. To, to be fair, Irene, and not to assume, but I'm going to assume, are most of your friend couples lesbians? Um, no, actually, it's 50-50. I'm just <laughs> I'm totally being an asshole. I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, just no, the those, those people were already living together. Of course. Yes. Yeah. This is the new batch of people, straight people trying to hop on the U-Hauling bandwagon. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Honestly, it's cultural appropriation. It, it is. Yeah. Long-term long solid relationships from the first date is cultural appropriation of lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's like a positive appropriation. Yeah. 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 It's a healthy thing if you have like, a connection. To yeah, take we'll, we'll let you have that one. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, 
I think that's a fair exchange for our uh, our rockabilly haircuts and clothing. I think that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I, okay. So they don't they don't live in the same house. Should he use? He, I'm sure he's just screwing with me to describe how it makes it makes makes his uh his his uh his whistle blow, so to speak. But um, yeah, I I think it's fine. Talk with her about it. I think it's a, you talk to her about it. Also, I'm just curious which vibrator he bought now. Right. Yeah. You know, I, like, was it like one of the little circle ones or is it like a huge stick thing? I think it's a stick thing. I think it's probably phallic to get it the, um, uh, the, the base nerves that are located oh, uh -huh, by uh -huh. the anus that connect to the penis. I thought he was just sticking one, you know, the little bullet things. He just, I thought he was trying oh. to stick that up his butthole. And I was like, oh, maybe okay. That's it. Maybe that's it. Yeah, it could be that. Um, a, lot, a lot of options. A lot, lot of options. I mean, I, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying it, but we needed more information from him. Yeah, I, I would be, you know, one thing I love about doing this show is I can't because I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to give advice, I would, I see, I just like, you know, comedy is hard work, but I like the lazy aspect of it because so much of it is developed, uh, let's just say, hair trigger skill. Just like, I can't imagine writing down an hour of comedy and then just memorizing it and hitting the stage. It's all just up here. And so right. much of it is reactive and that's why I love it. Cause you can just show up, do your shit and leave. You don't have to bring a bunch of instruments. You don't have to write an opera or anything like that. So with this show, I like that I have no preparation. Uh, I, the one rule is we, we don't Google anything, me and the guest. You know, if people ask a question about how something works, it's just like, you look it up. <laughs> so with this, I'm kind of glad that, you know, he didn't give the- Oh yeah, for sure. Cause then just the mental image would get yeah. strong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know what? I think this is just like the Netflix thing. It, it's like starting a show without your significant other. It's that thing where it's like, is this our show or is this your show? Is this a show we can just watch separately and then, oh, you catch up later. Did you get a dildo, excuse me, a, a vibrator? Then, cause I have one, you should order your own. Let's order matching ones. Let's oh, yeah. mutually masturbate over Zoom. That could be a thing. That, that, that would be a good idea. Mm -hmm. Just order the same one again. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, get, just get matchies. And do that, you know. You could also be like Amazon. I didn't receive my package, and they sent it to. <laughs> and <laughs> then you get one for free. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's it's. I think a he's probably just screwing with us, but b if he's not screwing with us, he should talk to his girlfriend. Hundred percent. Yeah. Question's not this. Que that question is not for us. That question is. Yeah, for that for sure should have been redirected to her phone, not to this dial-in. Yeah. Number. I mean, if we treat it completely sincerely, it's just him looking at the box and going, it's Friday night, I really want a good time. I'll leave a message and ask these guys. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> like what? You can probably reach your girlfriend right now. She yeah. probably, you probably just talked to her. You probably just got off the phone with her. I'm sure you talk every single day. I can't imagine though that I think his 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 message was probably probably left right at the beginning of the quarantine too. Yeah, going a long time. Was like, yeah, I'll see you in three weeks. 
you know by now they hopefully have broken that thing in together if it's true i i, th I think so. i like imagining them just shipping it back and forth to each oh. other <laughs> and not like not wanting to pay to ship it and so just asking a friend to drop <laughs> it can you drive this bag over yeah <laughs> is it drugs i it's not swear to god just don't look but at don't it. touch it yeah don't, don't it. touch it it's drugs. It's not drugs. I swear to God. It's worse than drugs somehow. somehow. <laughs> yeah. So call your girlfriend, dude, if you haven't. Okay, uh, Renee. Let's let's uh, let's roll another one. Hey, Matt. Um, it's Brendan Townend in Savannah. I was a guest on uh, Hot Hey Girl with uh, you and Kyle and, and Brendan Kelly last week. I got a question for you. Um, I'm a comedian in Savannah, Georgia, and um, I've had two bar owners contact me about us um, potentially going back soon because Georgia, for some reason, is thinking about reopening bars. And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm chomping at the bit, but I, I still don't feel like it's safe. What should I do? What ways could I make it safe? I, I, I really don't want to put my good friends and other comedians at risk in any way. I'm just having a real hard time navigating it. Any advice you could give to bringing back an open mic or a comedy show in June? I think I pushed them off till June. Uh, I would appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Well, dude, thank you so much for calling and thanks for uh, calling uh, into Hey Girl with uh, Matt and Kyle. But you guys don't know who that is, what that is. Irene, do you know what that is? We do this. Um, I know you're doing a, a pod with uh, Kyle Kinane. I saw that. Actually, not a pod. Like, oh, this, not a pod. This, just FYI, just a lot of people make that mistake. It's 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 a it's a Zoom happy hour show. So it's not okay. a comedy show. And we'll have you on if you're if you're if you're free sometime. You you don't drink, but that's fine. We'll still have you on. I'll you make a smoothie. Great. Exactly. Yeah. No no pressure and no need. We all know you don't need alcohol to have fun. You just need to be fun. All the cool kids know yeah. that. <laughs> so, well, anyway, we, what we do is we, we, we catch up because Kyle and I, when we like um, hadn't seen each other in a while because of the road, we'd call each other and we'd all go, always go, hey, girl, hey, girl. Like, that's our little running gag. Like, how you been? And so now we're hey, girling other people. So we people like we raise money. This last time was for Planned Parenthood. And we had this guy, Brendan, on who's a musician. He sang a couple songs. And then we all called people like this gentleman at their homes and then kind of like see how they're doing. We hey girl them and, uh, and kind of just check in and make fun of their apartments, things like that. That's so, so fun. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's a blast. And it's like every, I look forward to it every Friday and have a couple of drinks with, with my friend. Um, so this, this dude was on and he was awesome. Uh, but I'm so happy that this guy called in with this topic because we are all thinking about it. Every comedian alive um what are what are your feelings on what he said um i mean i i'm not gonna tell him what to do i think it's his choice and obviously his state wants to open so you could do a show if you want i personally would not perform at the show mm -hmm. um i don't want to contribute like i just feel like if somebody died at a comedy show that i was putting on because of this whole COVID, like i would feel terrible yeah. You know, and I also just don't want to perform in that situation because then I could easily get sick. And it's like, why mm -hmm. was I sheltering in place for two months? 
just to yeah. get sick doing an open mic or, or a show for like 10 minutes and then I'm like in the hospital. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I know uh, a couple places are doing like, like half and even a third capacity with everyone that's not related or living together, separated. Yeah. Um, which is antithetical to comedy in a lot of ways because it is, you need a herd, you need people feeling it's a, it's community. Yep. Um, but it, it's weird because my last night of doing stand up was a month and a half ago, which blows my mind to say. And I was in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and all the things were coming down. And I was talking to uh, my agent, and he was like, "There's talk of them closing LAX," and I'm just terrified of. You know, we even had, we had a plan where I'd, I'd like I'll fly into Vegas and I'll drive to LA, rent a car. Um, so it was like it was it was a freaky weekend. But they just sanitized all the seats and all this stuff. This is before we knew you could breathe it to each other or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So. Um, it's 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 one of those things where I could conceivably see it where they separate all the things, but that said, you're probably not going to get that from a bar. Like he's talking to bars, he's not yeah. talking to clubs. When you look at like um, the epitome of 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 well-run comedy clubs, you've got like Helium, uh, you've got the Improvs, obviously you've got um, Comedy Works in Denver, like. Comedy Works in Denver were the ones who created the idea of taking everyone's cell phone and putting them in locked bags, mm -hmm. unlock when you leave, so no one can film the show. So it's if anyone could crack the idea, it's probably them. But it's just it's it's really tough. I I I think my advice to to that guy is you you got to go with how you feel that that's the biggest thing that sucks about all this is like there's no one that can tell us exactly what to do because everything's always fluctuating mm -hmm. and it's kind of like you know i'm going to draw a really weird dark conclusion and then i'm going to throw it back to you irene okay uh, uh but it, you know what it, it makes me think of is is intoxicated driving which is, of course, there's, it's never, it's never a, a, a thing you should ever do, ever, ever, ever. But it's the most commonly committed crime. Most people who go to bars and things that don't live in San Francisco or New York or Chicago, they typically drive there. And they drink, and they're not really even thinking about how intoxicated they might or might not be. Or at the end of the night, they just go, screw it, and they drive. And they probably are not going to hurt someone of themselves, but they could. There's that percentage that's there. And so if you do that show, probably nothing will happen. Probably no one will get infected, but there's that potential that you've created by having that show and running that show, you know? Right. So it's not even, it's not even him just going, oh, they, they, they have set this thing up and are asking me to be one of the comedians. He's the guy, you know what I mean? He's yeah. gonna run the open mic, he's gonna book the show. It's a tough place to be. Yeah, that's the part that's like scary because like you're the guy, you know, mm -hmm. like you're putting on the show, you're booking the comics, like you're kind of in charge. So if anything happens, like you're kind of responsible, you know? If you were just like on the show, you'd be like, well, I was just performing on the show. Like you're not really the guy that put it together. Like right. that's the part that scares me the most for this guy, you know? 
Totally. Yeah. And it ju it's just the unknown. You know, it's just the, even though you want to do comedy and I mean, I really just want the only thing I worry about is bombing. I just want right. that. You don't, you, you don't want to like feel like you're bombing, but also maybe literally dying. Or, or you kill yeah. and you kill, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you, you, you did, you imagine you do really well. And then like two weeks later, there's an old person at your show that dies and you're like, you're just always wondering. <laughs> yeah, you're like, was it me? Like you see her in the paper and you're like, I remember her face. She was in the front row. She was cracking up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, well did you read about like, um, was it South Korea? Like some guy went to like a bunch of nightclubs because they opened up again and he infected like 150 people. Like one guy. I'm, I feel bad for all the people infected. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just laughing at the number. Like there's that, there's something that's just that the amount that's so many people. It's so many, it could even be more than that, honestly. But I, like, I just was scrolling through reading and I was like, that's a lot of like, he went bar hopping and then people just all got infected. Oh my God. Like he just went nuts. He yeah. just went fucking just running, just <laughs> dancing. I mean, I just picture a guy who's just throwing back shots and just sweating <laughs> and like talking really just close. Sweating to on people. Yeah. And just, just so just like it probably wouldn't be as bad if you're doing a comedy show because you're not gonna be like dancing up on people i don't think but no. you know yeah and it's you do have you know it's 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 transmitted mouth to mouth so i know that right. what that club what clubs are talking about doing is taking out the first three rows and then separating everybody so you're basically talking to the back of the room and they're facing you they're not facing each other so you know, it, it does, it's, it slims the risk down. Yeah. But what I've read, the virus just in a room, it kind of, it lives, it just ping pongs around. Like that's well, why you can walk the streets, generally speaking, without a mask, unless you're like in New York City where everyone's super close. Right. And be fine because once it's in the air, it just flies. But in a room, you know. Yeah, I'm sure all these bars don't have great ventilation. Probably, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's got the, the 150, 100, 100 to 150 thing just made, it just made me, it reminded me of this thing I read this morning. Did you read about the Waffle House uh, letter? That this no, woman, I didn't read about the Waffle House letter. It's, it, I, I read it and my wife was working in the next room and I was laughing so hard. I started, I was almost, I was like, just useless. And I thought if she heard me, she'd think I was crying. So I was, it was just, it just got me so hard. It's just this woman writing into an advice columnist. And it's like, my, my husband uh, loves breakfast food like later in the day because his dad never let him have breakfast food for dinner. And it's like his happy place. He's a nice person. But he goes to this Waffle House and he orders and the guy, the guy like made, got his eggs wrong once and he, he yelled at him and he went back again and the guy got his eggs wrong and he kept sending him the wrong eggs like scrambled. He'd send him boiled and he'd be like, I, he's like, all right, then runny. And he'd send it like a piece of toast with the middle cut out with an egg in it like stuff on purpose to mess with him and she says he keeps going back this is before the quarantine she says they've they've had they've gotten uh -huh. into a fist fight six to seven times six to seven visits oh my god and he keeps coming back and they keep and he keeps he's like fuck you and the cook runs out and they fight <laughs> and they roll around 
And ju just the number six to seven times, I'm not laughing at violence. It just made me despondent. I was laughing so hard because it's just <laughs> so, that's so many times to fight one human being. But it's a lot. So many, you know. Why do they keep going back to that waffle house? That's what she can't figure out. <laughs> and she's, and now she's in quarantine and they've, they're, she, they're both 29. He proposed to her, they're engaged. And now oh. she lives. Oh, this person's 29? I thought this was like a 60 year old man. No, 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 he's a young man. Oh. And, but he, they're, she's looking forward to a future with him, but like, she's afraid during the quarantine <laughs> that as soon as it's done, he's gonna be like, Waffle House. Oh my and God. They're, 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 they have enough money to go to nicer restaurants and she begs him to go to other Waffle Houses. And he's like, nope. What? He's like, it's a matter of principle. Like I have to go there and I have to get my, he will make my eggs right one of these times. And like, <laughs> and I'm just like, so now I'm pitching. I'm like, when is the movie? Can I play the husband? <laughs> Probably not. They're going to want a name like Kevin James. Can I be <laughs> the restaurant manager? I want every fight scene filmed separately, separate scene during oh the movie. My gosh. And I want to be the guy who's like, guys, come on, stop. Just exhausted. Exhausted. Seven times. Yeah. It's just the number. So when you said he infected 100 to 150 people, I just, it's, I feel so bad for them. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. But that's just, it, it's, like he, it's like he had a mission. Like someone was like, go infect. Yeah, and he was like, let me hit the most number of bars possible. They also have to be like the most crowded bars in one night. Yeah. And then they had to like shut everything down again. Well, I mean, when you said Korea, I mean, I, I, I spent a week in Seoul and like every bar I went into was just like full. Yeah. It, it's, it's a big party in country, you know, but oh God. That man. Well, do you have do you have anything to out there? Do you want people to check out about you? That's, um. Uh, yeah. If you want to tune into my uh, Zoom show on Mondays, Matt. If you want to do it this upcoming Monday or another Monday, let me know. Um, I can't do this one, but I'll do the next one. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll have you the next one. Um, but yeah, it's every Monday at eight p.m. Pacific time. We forgot that that's eleven on the East Coast. So sorry. Yeah. Um. But you know, time isn't real anymore. So does it matter? Just really go true. to bed later. I will say time isn't real, but I will say weekends are because I do have uh, a working oh, yeah. wife who like bristles at that. She's because oh, I'm like, sure. come a certain time at Friday, she's like, and we're done. Let's go. That, that makes sense. Yeah. But I was right. thinking about me without a wife and I'm like, 11, whatever. That's <laughs> the same as eight. And I'm like, oh, you, you have another person. That, right. that makes sense. Sure. You have plans with other people. Um, but yeah, if people want to check out that, it's Mondays at 8 Pacific on Zoom. It's called uh, Starline Comedy. Just follow me on social media. You'll, you'll figure it out. It's I, at Irene underscore two, P-U. Well, it was awesome having you on here, and it was great to see your face again. So you good know? to see you. Yeah. Always love oh. hanging out with my dad. Yeah. You know, I miss you, kid. I do. And I was laughing today about when we were with Dana Gould, and I pointed out the fact that he has actually three adopted Chinese daughters and it okay. got yeah and me and I are kind of like okay now it's weird yeah <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry Irene <laughs> it, it was a bit and now now we've made it weird yep now it's yeah. okay great um or did Dana just take the bit too far 
Mm. I mean, come on. You know. That's true. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Well, hang in there, buddy, and uh, say hi to your mom for me, and uh, and thanks for being on the show. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Good to see uh, you, Matt. Good to see you. Take care. Thanks, guys. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.